You are listening to Sin 90.7 with smooth jazz tunes on a Saturday afternoon. Oh, you know, you know what else I've forgotten? What's that? The tally sheet. Ah, yes. Uh, is, that, is that the Ringo Sings one? Yes. When? Oh, yes. Boom, 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 boom. Henry slept with my oh, wife. Hello everybody, good afternoon, good morning, good evening, wherever you are in the world. This is the Right On Track podcast. I am Parry. I am Connor and Denim sadly is not here. (coughs) 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 Sparkle, sparkle, sparkle. Oh my goodness, he's back. I'm back. I went on a wild goose chase and a half in a... The Dandenong Rages, but nevertheless, I'm back to my normal size, and I am here once again to review some fantastic episodes. And we're very pleased to have you back, despite what Connor said two episodes ago. Listen, okay, it, it, it it's a love, 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 hate relationship with Denim. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> Anyways, today on Right on Track, episode twelve, we are covering everything Duck and Diesel. Yes, I'm very excited about this episode. I think this trilogy is one of the strongest in probably the whole Thomas series. I, I'd be inclined to agree with you there, but, Parry, what is the first episode? The first episode we are going to be playing for you, or rather covering today, is Pop Goes the Diesel. It is a duck story, and we are being introduced in this clip to a new arrival to the island of Sodor. The engines were glad when a visitor came. He purred smoothly towards them. The fat controller introduced him. Here is Diesel. I have agreed to give him a trial. He needs to learn. Please teach him, duck. Good morning, purred Diesel in an oily voice. Pleased to meet you, duck. Is that James and Henry and Gordon too? I am delighted to meet such famous engines. The silly engines were flattered. He has very good manners, they murmured. We are pleased to have him in our yard. They are silly indeed, because as we later come to learn, Diesel is a devious engine. Yes, he's up very deceptive. <laughs> yeah, he is. But definitely, especially his earlier variation of him, I feel he's one of the strongest characters, because he's our first real antagonistic being. Mm. Very much so. Yeah. So, uh, interesting thing about Diesel is that he was originally introduced to the series, um, the Railway series, by Eric Marriott, who was the editor of the Railway series at the time, who suggested to uh, the Reverend 
that in order to keep the series more up to date, I uh, best included Diesel because more Diesels were being seen on British railways at the time. And what re-interests me about this is that as soon as this Diesel has been introduced, it has immediately been seen as a bad thing. Mm, it's mm. meant to embody the modernisation of British Railways, this character, and how steam engines were being discontinued in favour of these brand new diesel electric engines. And Diesel, the character we're seeing here, is what's known as a Class 8 shunter. These are 060 uh, tiny diesel engines, and if you go to any shunting yard in the United Kingdom, and our British viewers, or listeners rather, will attest to this, you will see one in a yard, I guarantee it, doing work. They are Mm. just everywhere. First of many in the Thomas franchise as well. True, yes. Yes, because uh, later you get Arian Burt, mm-hmm. then Splatter and Dodge. Or Splodge. Yes. Mm-hmm. But the, there's good reason why there's so many of them, is because they are the most mass-produced shunter in the world. There were, I believe, 996 ever built. So not just a 1,000, a few off. Just a few. Yeah, but it's really impressive. And here comes a character that is named after his own form of traction, Mm -hmm. which is a -a one-of-a-kind thing. Like, I mean, you don't meet many people called human. Or man. I mean, (laughs) there is a singer called Diesel. Really? There is. There's an actor called Vin Diesel. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it does show a lack of imagination on Reverend Audrey's part. You know, why not come up with a name like Dennis or Derek or... Rusty. Or or Rusty, even. (laughs) Yeah, named after the builder. Yeah. So, you know, a little bit of lack of imagination there, but let's talk about the story. We should talk about the story. So, as we heard in the clip just before, Diesel's arrived at the island and he goes about showing off. Duck is the only person who sees right through him. Yes. And when he's showing Diesel what to do, Diesel says, I don't need to be shown what to do. I know everything there is to know about the railway. And Duck says, oh, well, in that case, you know, take these trucks. And Mm. these trucks are old and rusty. They barely move. And, you know, he makes a fool of himself. And when he tries to get Duck's help, Duck says, no, you brought us upon yourself. Bye-bye. And that, therefore puts a little bit of a sour taste of duck uh, in Diesel's mouth, if you think about it, because then he, you know, constantly wants to pay him out and everything. Mm -hmm. But this is a really interesting episode because we've seen engines, you know, arrive to the island before. This is the first time that an engine has arrived without a number. Mm -hmm. Diesel doesn't have a number at all. But my question is, for you guys, is that why do you think he was paired with Duck? Well, probably because Duck is of a similar design, you know, 060 engine, Mm. used mainly for shunting, typically does work around the yard. So I imagine that's why Duck has been shown what to do. And another reason would also be because Duck was only a new character at the time, and they were looking... 
both Reverend Audrey and the producers of the series were looking for a way to incorporate him more into the story. Because as Connor and I mentioned two episodes back, or was it last episode? It was one of them. Anyway, we don't really get any sense as to Duck's personality or his behaviour or character or anything like that. Mm. Even here, it's kind of like he's sort of jealous in a way. That's the vibe I'm getting from him. Yeah, I reckon it's interesting what I found about this story. This is the second time he's really antagonistic. The first time will be in Duck Takes Charge with Henry Gordon and James and the rivalry between uh, tank engines and tender engines. That was the first kind of form of antagonism in the series, but the diesel threat becomes something completely different, and I really think that... It's interesting, like, the more I think about it, like, if Duck wasn't in the series at this point in time, it would have been Percy because Mm. he was the station pilot at Knapford and before then it would have been Thomas. So Mm. you think about, like, why the fact controller asked Duck to show him about and you kind of think of the um, duration of time that uh, falls between Duck Takes Charge and this episode and how much um, Duck has worked on Soda before as well. That's a fair point. It's also worth noting that Duck was introduced, as we mentioned previously, in Percy the Small Engine. Yes. Which was book number 11 in the Railway series, first published in 1956. This story here, Pop Goes the Diesel, is based on a short story from Duck and the Diesel Engine, which is book number 13, published in 1958. I don't think that's really fair on Duck. I mean, he no. gets his own story and he's lumped with a diesel. Yeah. yeah. And that really has, I feel, pigeonholed Duck um, in the stereotypical view. Because at the start of this episode, you know, he always talks things great Western way. Mm. And Almost pompously. Yeah. Mm. And now he's been paired with someone who doesn't do things, not even the non-great Western way, just does it the... River thing a gummy way. Mm-hmm. It's almost like his um, work ethic has been tested and mm. the other engines are sick enough of it. It's almost like the Fat Controller kind of had this plan to kind of like ah. test Duck. Mm. Yeah. I, I, I like that idea. But um, of course, um, then as we see uh, with... Diesel, in the last episode that we uh, covered, Percy Takes the Plunge, mm. he makes the shortest cameo for mm. just a few seconds. And it's in the background, it's very dark, and, you know, blink and you'll miss him, Oh, literally. definitely. You can, you can hear his horn. Or is there another diesel shunter? Ooh. Two black Class 8 diesel shunters, so it's possible. See, Certainly. I had this theory. I, I don't know if it really works with the TV series, but with the book series, like you only see Devious Diesel mm. once, and then you see Thomas and the Evil Diesel in a later Christopher Audrey book. I think they're two separate diesels. Oh. Right. I like the idea. I like the idea that... Um, this class of diesel is so mass-produced that, like, there could be myriads of the same diesel engine on the mainland and, and comes and, over to help. And, like, I mean, BR Black Livery isn't too much of a stretch of an imagination for, you know, BR08s to share. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, the story for this episode, you know, Dark Diesel, they have that conflict, uh, you know, shunt around in the yard, and then... Uh, 
Diesel essentially destroys a whole bunch of trucks, mm. and Duck pokes a little bit of fun of him. Mm. And the trucks poke fun at Diesel as well, as you will hear in this second clip from the episode. Trucks are waiting in the yard, packing them with Diesel. Show the world what I can do, gaily boast the Diesel. In and out he creeps about, like a big black weasel. When he pulls the wrong trucks out, pop goes the Diesel. Arrgh! Growl Diesel and scuttled away. Yes, he did indeed scuttle away there. Now... Two interesting things about that short clip I played there. It's the first time we hear the chipmunk laugh of the trucks. Oh, yes. And it is also the fifth time that Ringo sings. There we go. (laughs) So let me just put another mark in the Ringo sings. We have got a tally. We'll we'll post it on the socials later when we... uh, put this episode out. It is a very real tally that we keep because we love Ringo and his singing. And I'm really interested to know who's like, what do you guys think of the chipmunk voice? I like it. I mean, it's certainly better in the first season where of course we only had to stick on eyes and mouth and we didn't get any sense that they were cheeky or mischievous. We just thought they were, you know, disgruntled Mm -hmm. and, grouchy and all that but we see with their personality in season two onwards they are you know cheeky yeah. it's interesting uh how you talk about the sticker eyes in the mouth they kind of share this weird uh resemblance with the tan season one coaches mm-hmm. with the faces that mm. then became annie and clarabelle um but i do like this kind of cheeky nature about them it makes them that kind of a little bit more sadistic yeah, and the high-pitched laughing, whilst it may get on your nerves at times... I think that's the intention. <laughs> yeah, that is the intention. It really does sell the fact that these are annoying, troublesome trucks. And, you know, as far as sets and locations go for this episode, we get, you know, shots of the yard, a few interesting moving shots of uh, tracking, you know, duck through the yard. Mm. And, of course, we've got the yard there. We've got all the trucks lined up against what looks to be the main line. Mm. Mm. That's quite an interesting set. Mm. Very Mm. much so. And going off of sort of the look of the set, I'm now also going to mention something that uh, you mentioned two episodes ago, Parry, Mm. and then you also edited in later. About the brown look of it. Because in Old Iron, um, you probably mentioned how it looks a little bit too brown. Mm. I feel that this episode does feel too brown. Oh. I I do like on how at times things are gritty and dirty. But here you've got a brown building with brown rusty rails, brown buffers. The lighting is a little bit too dark, maybe. And I really feel that whilst it may fit in with Diesel is dirty and you shouldn't like him, it does make me not like this episode that much just due to that look. Does that big brown building then later become a part of the set dressing for Brendan Dots? I believe it does because it has got that brick platform and little crane overhang. Hmm. And before we move on to scores, we should also talk about Diesel's voice. 
because mm, I love Teasel's voice because <laughs> we're so used to hearing his voice from season three onwards, which sounds a little bit like Waluigi mm. from the Super Mario I, games. I would agree, but. In the second season, he sounds more like the love child of Orson Welles and David Bowie. Yep, mm. I'd agree. Yeah, and I 100% back that. <laughs> I, I like. I love season two Diesel voice. Just you're worthy, fat Sir Topham Hat to you. You're worthy, Sir Topham Hat. Mm. A, a little bit Johnny Depp parts of the Caribbean. Oh, yeah, there's a little bit of that in there. Yeah, yeah. And I I really do like that because it has got that oily voice and mm. an unsettling feeling that mm. something isn't right about this guy. Mm. Ringo did great job with that. Sleazy is the word that comes to mind for me Sleazy. whenever I like hear season two Diesel. It is, yeah. it is Diesel, you know, the jock at school that's there, mm. you know. I'm the best in the team. Mm. Whereas Michael Angelos and his voice, it just kind of sounds obnoxious. You won't be fat, so top them hats. Exactly. We might have to adjust those levels (laughs) in editing later. But anyhow, let's move on to the scores. What will you be giving it, Connor? Okay. So I do love the locations of the set. I don't like the brown. And I love Diesel's theme. The music, the slow waltz almost, mm. as it is. Or almost Arabian. Yeah. Music. Mm. Um, I'm going to give it a 5.5 out of 10. I'm sorry, what? Excuse me. <laughs> a 6.5 out of 10. I mean, we're not going to influence your score. <laughs> Go 5.5 if you want to. I just felt very threatened, so <laughs> stick with 6.5. Okay, Denim, are you feeling more generous today. Yeah, 9 out of 10. I agree, 9 out of 10. Yeah, I think this episode <laughs> is um, a lot of firsts for me. It's a first of the Steamy versus Diesel rivalry. It's the first time we see Diesel. Um, it's a big character development for Duck. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's also tested as a character. We get to hear Ringo sing again, which is amazing. Um, but something I am craving so hard for in the new series is to have another Duck and Diesel episode. And there was one frame, I think it was in one of the Diesel and Daisy episodes, there's one frame where Duck and Diesel are in the same shot. I'm like, oh, that was so close. But I think um, this particular character dynamic has stood the test of time as one of the best um, ongoing Thomas stories. Yeah. I absolutely agree. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with that. I'll Despite bump, the fact that you gave I'll it 6. I'll bump point... it up to a 7.5. Okay. Uh, no, th- we'll let it slide. <laughs> okay, listen, the reason why I am ranking low for it is that I feel that on its own it doesn't stand. Um, whilst with Dirty Work and Close Shave, which we'll get to um, in just a minute, you know, they all work together. Like, the narration from one bleeds into another, as you can hear in a close shave. Mm. So... That's why I feel that this episode by itself isn't necessarily the best. It's got a great start for a storyline, but I feel like as a 15-minute episode... You mean five minutes? No, a full 15 minutes. Oh, well, sorry, I'm with you. Yeah, Yeah. with all three, it would be, you know, one of probably the best actual episodes because... as you mentioned before, Denim, you would feel that this is the best trilogy out of the series. I think so. It's up there with um, the Tenders and Turn Table saga mm. for me. 
So that that's why our ranking is, you know, low as it is, because it is good, but it just doesn't feel completed. It sort of hangs in the air, that's the fair. story. Yeah. Well, I actually think that Pop Goes the Diesel does work on its own. I think you could end the story there as a way of saying, you know, don't be cocky and arrogant. Okay. Yeah, so Diesel's learned his lesson, let's move on. Okay. Essentially. But, of course, that isn't the case because this is a trilogy. This is the second episode we'll be covering today. It is called Dirty Work, and here is the clip. Diesel hated Doc. He wanted him to be sent away, so he made a plan. He was going to tell lies about Doc. Next day, he spoke to the trucks. I see you like jokes. You made a good joke about me yesterday. I laughed and laughed. Doc told me one about Gordon. I'll whisper it. Don't tell Gordon I told you. And he sniggered away. So, Diesel has made a devious plan to get rid of Duck by spreading lies about him. Yes, and Mm. devious indeed, because as this is dirty work in the UK release... Um, it has actually got th- uh, two other titles in the US release. It was first known as Diesel's Devious Deed, but then in a later US release, it was known as Diesel's Devilish Deeds. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, in this story, what happens is that Diesel really wants to get back at Duck. So, he tells a few quote-unquote jokes mm. to the trucks, knowing that they'll spread the rumour further um, and get Duck in trouble mm. with some names they're supposedly called the Big Tender Engines. Mm. But what's more interesting is that at the very beginning of the episode, we see Duck admonish the trucks and say, no, don't be rude. Mm. And then Diesel accuses Duck of being the one insinuating it. And then it's actually Henry who stands up for Duck and says, he wouldn't do that. Good on you, Henry. And then James and Gordon pipe in as well. But by the end of the episode, it's turned because Diesel has been spreading these lies about the bigger engines and they're led to believe that it was Duck who did it. Yes. Now, of course, one of my favourite things about this episode, I'm I'm sure to nearly any fan are the names that are given out to the three big tender engines. Mm. So you have got Rusty Red Scrap Iron, that applies to James, Old Square Wheels, which applies to Henry, and Galloping Sausage, um, (laughs) which goes to Gordon, which I feel really fits him. It's my favourite insult of the three. (laughs) And it actually is a real insult. Mm. It was a nickname for the experiment... Uh, for the experimental W1 number uh, 10,000 streamlined engine built by Sir Nigel Gresley. It was also known as the Hush Hush, but I think Galloping Sausage is probably the better title for it. And that train, forgive me if I'm wrong, but that became the basis for the A4 class, didn't it? The Mallard Mm. and Spencer and what have you. So that means that Spencer is a bit of a galloping sausage? Is it? He's a flying frankfurter. That's what we'll go with. <laughs> I love that. That is brilliant. Um, another interesting thing about Dirty Work is that it begins, well, Duck's first line, rather, is shut up, which he says to the trucks. 
the yes. language in this episode is really interesting. Like, you mm. hear ducks say shut up rather maliciously, but then you hear phrases like diesel hated duck, not disliked, hated, mm. which it's, is very strong language. It's quite, yeah, strong. I remember speaking to my mum when I was younger. And I went, is shut up a bad word? And she went, yes, don't say that. You know, at my primary school, if anyone said shut up, it was an instant timeout. Yeah. <laughs> Five so, minutes, off you go. Yes. So it's quite interesting on how uh, David Min, Britt Allcroft, you know, allowed this to be aired. Mm. But it was in the original book, I believe, as well. Yes. Yeah. So they mm. were keeping faithful, which I do enjoy at times. Mm. Um, except with Old Iron, which I feel the episode does better. But moving on to that. Um, at the end of this episode, we have a bit of a callback to Duck Takes Charge. We do, yeah. Mm. Yes. So, in of course, in Duck Takes Charge, uh, Duck, together with Percy, block the turntable and entrance to the sheds to the big engines. But in this episode, the big engines have blocked the turntable for Duck, even though he could really just go to another berth. Because yeah. he's on the turntable when they block him. Yeah, so if you're watching the episode, you'll see that he backs onto the turntable, it turns around so that he's facing the three engines, and then they blow steam at him and tell him to keep out. Yeah. Mm. Even that would be enough to put you off, I reckon. True, true. Mm. But this episode has got a very, very special thing in it that applies mm. to no other episode in the series. And it's very subtle. And that is the actual audio for the episode mm-hmm. um, is heard during the last second of the TV series intro. So they actually play into each other. And I find that, again, applies to the trilogy idea that these three are actually just one large episode. Mm. Because, you know, even the episode itself is trying to get out of the constraints of its intros and credits yeah. in order to join its brethren. Mm. I uh, like that. And another, yet another interesting thing is when the Fat Controller comes into Tidmouth Sheds to stop the commotion, and it's almost as though he's siding with Duck and that he knows what's going on. He plays a very neutral. He does, because there is a line in there when the Fat Controller asks, did you say those awful things, Duck? And Duck goes, well, I only wish, sir, that I had have come up with those names myself. As if, <laughs> as if you know, he almost it almost amuses him, those lines. Yeah. And then the Fat Controller cuts him off by clearing his throat. <laughs> yes, and tries to hold back a laugh. Mm. And there's even another line in there that is, you know... When he asks Diesel if he had anything to do with it, uh, Diesel gives his answer and he goes, I see. Mm. And the narration goes, Diesel hoped that he didn't see too well. Isn't it Diesel squirmed and hoped he didn't? It's paraphrasing. Okay. Paraphrasing, (laughs) Parry. Yeah, okay. Um, And then it's revealed, of course, in the next episode um, that the Fat Controller never trusted Diesel. Mm. Anyways, so... Maybe it was a bit of a, uh, a system that the Fat Controller was figuring out to go, okay, what happens if we remove Duck from this setting mm. and I just see Diesel work on his own and see what he's actually doing? And I'd like to see that episode. And we don't get to see it. No. That's really nothing. disappointing. Because I feel like there definitely is another story there because despite the fact that he has, you know, sent Duck away... 
and Diesel staying there, he then later has, of course, told Diesel to leave because we don't see him again until later. But then, of course, what did he actually do that got him kicked out? Well, we saw in the season three episode, Diesel Does It Again, Mm. which is actually based on the magazine story, that he is awful to work with. Oh, yeah. Because he's sulking half the time, he's grumpy, he's got no sense of, you know, mateship or camaraderie or anything like that. So we do eventually get to see why Diesel was frowned upon, why, or, you know, his bad work ethic that we were alluding to. But, yeah, in the second season, it's just, I didn't believe him, so I sent him packing. Well, obviously he doesn't do that yet. But, um, no, it ends on a very sad note. Yes. Dirty work, because... Mm. The Fat Controller says, I'm sorry, Duck, you'll have to go to Edward's station for a while. And Duck, he trundles away with a tear streaming out of his eye. Just one single tear. Yep. Yes. And, yeah. And it's got the sad music playing. Mm. The same which they used for Henry in the first season. But this is actually the very, very last time that an engine is seen crying with tears until the 2011 special... Um, Journey Beyond Sodor. So so this is a bit of a, like... Did you say 2011? I believe... No, it's not 2011, is it? 2017. Yeah, that one. Yeah. I I know what I'm saying half the time. You you were off by six years. Yeah, well, listen, okay. They all merged together. (laughs) Yeah, they, they do, honestly, in the end. So, ratings for this episode, guys. Well, I believe that because it's got that sad ending and... You know, there's this sense that there is a continuing story in this one, unlike mm. with Pop Goes to Diesel. So, for that reason, I'm going to give it a slightly lower rating of 7 out of 10. Okay. Mm. I think there's a lot to enjoy from this episode. I like the continuation of the rivalry and the throwbacks to Duck Takes Charge. I think mm. are really subtle and nice. Um, but I also like this whole kind of secret agenda that the Fat Controller has that he's not revealing to the audience or to Duck even Mm. as well. And I think that's elusive enough to kind of make me want more. So I'd give this an 8 out of 10. Yeah. I definitely feel that out of the three, this is probably the strongest in the trilogy. It's got a much nicer narration. The sets look a little bit brighter. Um and you've got, of course, the callback to Duck Takes Charge. You've got the wonderful inventive names and mm, yeah. Ringo's, you know, narration of it. I'm going to give it a good 7 out of 10. Okay. Yeah. And what is the final episode? Uh, no, not next episode. Music Interlude. Yes, it is time now for a musical interlude, as we always do here on Riot on Track. And the... Song we have today is called A Montague Medley and it's a remix by Headmaster Hastings based on Duck's theme. There we go. Enjoy.
That was a Montague medley by Headmaster Hastings. Another amazing track uh, from that wonderful muso. Uh, we love him here on a Right On Track, and we just uh, love all our musical interludes. If you have anything that you would like to uh, suggest for... I'm going to record this bit out. If you have uh, anything that you'd like to suggest to us to play, uh, send it our way, and we'll give it a sneaky little listen. But for now, we're coming up to the third episode of the Duck and Diesel trilogy. That we are. This is a close shave, and in the clip we're playing now, Duck has just arrived, quite sad, at Edwards Station. Why don't you help me with these trucks? Duck felt happier with Edward and set to work at once. trucks were silly, heavy and noisy. The two engines had to work hard, pushing and pulling all afternoon. At last they reached the top of the hill. Goodbye, whistled Duck, and rolled gently over the crossing to the other line. Duck loved coasting down the hill, running easily with the wind whistling past. Suddenly, it was a guard's warning whistle. Hurrah, 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 laughed the trucks. We've broken away, we've broken away. That indeed they have. So, a close shave, or in US releases, a close shave for Duck is the 14th episode of the second series, and it's the final part of the Duck trilogy, where Duck has been sent away to uh, Edward's branch line. Wellsworth. Yes. Mm. And then he helps... Edward up the hill with a load of trucks in what I would say is one of the most interesting um, sort of trains we get because Duck is travelling backwards, almost pushing the train up. But remember, he's a tank engine. He can go backwards as well as he can forwards. Yes, Mm. certainly. And that's something that I feel isn't represented enough in the show or even railway series well the reason they do that is because as we know thomas and trends is genuinely enjoyed by younger viewers yes and they need to see the engines facing forward to know that they're going forward Mm. so it's a really really i i I like how we have duck going backwards in Mm. here but of course a runaway ensues as these trucks now chase um duck all the way through the line, through Wellsworth, down to, I believe it's Crosby Station? Correct. Yes. And then, what happens, Denham? As uh, Duck and the runaway trucks collide uh, down the line and have a near miss with James, they uh, go into a siding and crash through a barbershop window. Why a barber's shop is situated at the very end of the railway line? It was cheap lease. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you'd actually have to ask that question to the history books because this is based off another real event um, Mm. which took place at a railway station in Hull, Yorkshire, England. Oh, that's where my grandmother lived. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, was she, ha- was she, you know, having her hair done one day? Oh, probably not exactly in the barbershop, but she did live in Hull near the railways. Oh. Yeah, but yes. So, um, as Duck has crashed into a barbershop that has got probably the flimsiest 
buffers I've ever seen. It's essentially just a stick with a red circle on it. Having said that, he was going at a fair speed. Oh, yeah, But, but still, you'd need a proper set of buffers there, not just a stick with a red sign on it. Yeah, like, I mean, even if a normal train is shunting or something, if the wheels are wet, they may mm. just slip, and either way, this was an accident waiting to happen now and again. But... <laughs> With that said, that was, like, a real pair of buffers, so... Like, you can find buffers oh, like that, yeah. Yeah, certainly. Um, And... Yeah, the the barber doesn't take too kindly to Duck's intrusion. His reaction is the most over-the-top of any character in Thomas and Friends. I mean, honestly, he sees a train crashing through his wall, and his first thought is, what are you doing crashing through my wall? Not, is any everybody okay? Are my customers okay? It's just, oh. Beg pardon, sir. Will you... Wait? Excuse my intrusion. Oh, not you fried my customers. I'll teach you. And then he just lathers him in cream. Yeah, he just puts shaving cream it's all so over hilarious. his face. It's very It's comic. rude, Denim. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of comedy in this mm. episode, I reckon, despite mm. the massive crash yes. sequence. Mm. And, yeah. um, Connor, you, of course, did the West Country voice of all. Big pardon, sir. That's yeah. one thing we neglected to mention when Duck was introduced. It's how Ringo Starr... Gives Duck that um, West Country, almost Cornish accent, mm-hmm. mm, which would later be incorporated fully into his character in well, whenever he was introduced. Season 17. Season 17. There we go. Yeah, it really ha- has become a part of him now. Mm. And so it should. I love his Cornish voice. Oh, it's yeah. Great. It, mm. it works well. Um, and this has got a wonderful set of the inside of the barber shop, mm-hmm. um, where you see all the barber shop, the barber, the mm. customers, fat controller, and of course a large scale duck. Yes, um, mm. which you do see a few other times in the future, but not mm. really. And it has also got a large scale Thomas face on it. It does too. Now here's a theory. Uh, hearing about your discussion. About safe and scrap a few episodes ago, the elusive uh, white-coated man mm. that was Trevor's master was that the barber's past occupation. Oh, could well have been because did it, they use the same figurine? It, <laughs> it very much does look like the same figurine. Well, well, you listeners, you can go research this yourself. Use your eagle eyes. Yes, and then message us on our various social medias about it, which we'll promote at the end of the show. We will indeed. Now, you mentioned before, Denim, it Thomas's face, and the reason, or rather how you can tell, is because on the large-scale model, Duck has a button nose, whereas Duck... In all his other shots, he has this long, pointy nose. Mm. Mm. So, yeah, viewers or listeners, that's how you can tell the difference between the engine's faces. It's because of their noses. Just looking at the frame now, I love how much is going on in there. Like, you've got all the people in the barbershop just startled at Duck, and then you've got a clock hanging on in the front of him, and there's splinters of timber just kind of all trying to hold up around him. There's dust on the barber's coat. It's a really interesting shot. It's a very interesting a shot. A lot of work. And, of course, then what happens is that the fat controller says, um, you know, oh, this hasn't been a rude engine. It's been a brave engine. And then Duck is rescued by Thomas. And then he gets his face washed off as well. Yes. And turns back into Duck. Yeah, yes. yes. 
Uh, he then um, goes to the works and returns home to all the engines, very glad to see him. Yeah, and that's one of the biggest problems with the episode, is that conflict with Diesel that we were mentioning before, it's all resolved off-screen. Yes. It's like... Oh, it's done now, see ya. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> mm. But it, it was good to see Duck back in the sheds with all of his friends. So, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a got really a happy... Nice closing shot. Yeah, happy, wholesome ending. It does. And that closing shot, is that the same one that we've got as our cover... On, um, it is indeed. Our social yeah, media. Yeah, yeah. There we go. For season one, we had most of the token characters for season one, except for Toby. But then mm. I felt like we needed to have a very similar shot, but have an incorporation from season two. So mm. that's why I'm, Duck is I'm, in there. I'm yet to update the Twitter page with that shot yet. <laughs> I, I'm still using... as of recording. As of recording, mm. true, true. Maybe. And you and you don't know when we're recording this, listeners. So. No, mm. no, you don't. It's an ambiguous state of time. Yes. It's the 21st. So, (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, we do record a few of these in advance. Um, But ratings for this episode, guys? Ratings. Well, I'm looking at a 7 out of 10 again. 7. Because as I mentioned, the conflict's off screen, but there is that huge accident Mm. and the lead up to it. And then there's the chase down the line. And then, of course, there's duck crashing into the building. It's great stuff. Yeah. Mm. Um, with me, um, I feel that, you know, it's got, it does feel like it starts right at the end of last episode because yeah. you don't have any real introduction as to what's happened. It's just duck sad because he's been kicked out. And as you know, we've gone, there's a wonderful crash, um, a brilliant action sequence, um, we get the brilliant large-scale sets. Um, however, I, I'm still focusing on the point that it has, you know, it, it feels like it can only be watched with the other two episodes. True. That's true, yeah. So, hoping I'm not going to be yelled at this time, I'm going to say a 6.5. That's fair. That, that, yeah, that's pretty reasonable. Yeah. That, that, okay. <laughs> It's only half a point off my score, so, you know. Shh, I'm afraid. <laughs> Denim? Um, there's a lot that I really like about this episode. It's very true to the book, Down to the Fine Details. One of the minute details that I love is that, if you notice, next to the barbershop, there's a cafe, and the signage on the cafe is identical to the John T. Kelly, Kenny, John T. Kenny illustration. Um, just stuff like that I absolutely adore. Uh, but the grandiose scale of this crash is what sells the episode for me. But also seeing um, Edward and Duck work together briefly as well. And again, another fantastic runaway. Um, I do wish that there was some kind of on-screen resolution to uh, Diesel's uh, departure. But I think as well that mystery kind of is enough for me too. Uh, to kind of leave that to my imagination. We don't get to cover all the stories on Sodor, but we know things have happened. Um, so for that uh, myriad of reasons, I'm going to give this a 9 out of 10. Okay. And I'm afraid that brings us to the end of episode 12 now. It is indeed. Wow. I'm I'm really proud. We're flying along. We are. We're, we're chugging along. Turn. Anyways. <laughs> um... So, yes, we have just covered the Duck Trilogy of... um, Pop Goes the Diesel, Dirty Work, and A Close Shave. 
And our next episode, we'll be covering Better Late Than Never, The Missing Coach, Break Van, and The Deputation. So make sure you stick around from that. Uh, we have got our various socials of Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and our emails. Uh, Twitter is on track Thomas. Mm-hmm. Our Facebook page is facebook.com forward slash right on track Thomas podcast, all one word. Our Instagram handle is ttte underscore right on track. And you can email us at rightontrackthomas at gmail.com. There we are. We forgot the email a couple of episodes That's okay. ago. So it, we're glad Denim's back. Thank you. He, he's, around, he's here to set us down the straight and narrow path. <laughs> thank you very much. Uh, but thank you for listening, and we hope that you'll join us next time. I'm still Connor. I'm still Parry. I'm still Denim. <laughs> Got some leftover gold dust there? I do. <laughs> Saving it for later. Adios, guys. Bye. See you later.